everybody. Welcome to the world's greatest Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Our big 100th episode is here. I am your co-host, Michael, and as always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell, and today we're going to be talking about the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Woo! Uh, we're also going to go over a couple of our, like... Uh, the, like, like the best and the worst of some of the comics that we've read so far. That's um, right. Yeah, it'll be fun. And, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and we got more lists even than that. I got some stats for you, just to let everybody Ooh. know. Yeah, some stats. <laughs> so anyway, right. to help us out with Uh-oh. lists, we've also got GI Jolie. Some would call me the queen of lists. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to be proud of for sure. And, uh, and we've also got uh, Bex Luthor with us. Hey, Jolie, Queen of Lists, me, Queen of Trash. You know, let's 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 create some sort of peace amongst the two regions. <laughs> yes, go. I'm here for peace. <laughs> All right. So yeah, as everybody knows, this is I cannot believe it's been 100 episodes. Um, for those who don't know, yeah, we started about two years ago. Um, I got an itching to do some podcasts. I pretty much messaged. Well, Josh, he was my first and last. Well, no, my second choice. <laughs> you just say first, wow. even if he wasn't. <laughs> Why would you? He was my first choice. Um, no, but Josh, it's funny because going, for those that don't know, the secret origin of Josh is that years ago, uh, you were a student at St. Clair College and I right. went to the animation class. I asked for someone to design a logo for us and nobody stepped up to the plate except you. Remember? And you designed yeah. our logo for our gem episode. Remember that? Yeah. And Becca, you were on that episode, remember? I was. I, I think fondly back on that episode because I think you, me, and Jolie were the only people on the world in the entire planet that liked that movie. That's right. It's true. Yeah. To this day, you're right. And I think that video has the most like angry comments of like really like Ever? aggressive older women yelling about that how we don't know anything about Jem. <laughs> right. Like a lot, oh, a lot of um actuallys. Yeah, um, actually, Gem is art. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the same Gem I did. I love Gem, but art? That's like, that's got, that's got the same feeling as people getting mad at the new she TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's it, just d- d- the exact same energy. Mm-hmm. When people get mad at the new she episode, I'm just like, oh, so you're a homophobe. It's great to meet yeah. you. Yep, 100%. You can't take that from um, me. That's my she kiss. <laughs> so anyway okay so since we are we've got a lot to talk about this episode but since this is our hundredth i decided that i would go back through some of the stats just to let everybody know you know some interesting um factoids about our show okay so oh. first i have discovered uh some interesting information for example would you guys like to know what countries on the planet earth we are the most popular in uh, yeah, I assume Canada. Canada? Yeah, if it's, I assume if it's, Canada. Okay. <clears throat> Canada is number two. Wow. Okay. U.S. is number one. Interesting. But more interestingly, U.K. is number five. I'm going completely out of order here. Mm-hmm. Australia is number <laughs> three. I mean, this makes sense because these are all English-speaking countries. Guess what number th- t- uh, four is? Any guesses for number Belgium. four? How did you know? Because we are number one in Belgium too. The full volume podcast. Really? You know what's funny? You know, Flea Market <laughs> yeah. Fantasy, the number one city in the world that listens to Flea Market Fantasy is a city in France I've never heard of. That's so wow. weird. So we have friends who live there or like... That's what I can't no. figure out. Hello, well, Belgium. Hey, if, yeah. If you're from a, a country that is uh, not 
Canada or the US, please reach out. We'd love to hear how you guys found us and and what you guys think about the uh, the show. That's pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I'm, we're going to talk about uh, some highs and lows here, okay? So this is kind of the least important, but for anyone who's keeping track, the shortest episode we ever did was uh, 26 minutes and 30 seconds, and that was episode 16, which was about the Spider-Man cartoon pilots. And that was, I believe, just me and you, Josh, right? Oh, right. Okay, that was super early on. Yeah, like early on, we, we tended to only go like 20, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, they because, were pretty quick. Yeah, there's only two of us, right? So what are you going to do? Our longest ever episode was episode 84 with Michelle Kistner. And it was 119 minutes. And that was about the... That's when Spidey first got the gold notebook. So it was a lot to talk about on that one. That was a lot. I just just re-listened to that today at work. Mm. Hmm. Then I'll add... I'll make it 120. There we go. You know what? I did forget about that. So I'm just going to quickly add that to my worst list really quick. Oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Got it. I'm sure that you'll get more ideas from the rest of these numbers. Anyway, so, okay. Now we're going to talk about the lowest amount of downloads on any episode. For some reason... A whopping zero. Well, this this is shocking, but our lowest downloaded episode on Launchpad is um, episode 11, uh, which was just a random one, Spider-Man in May 1981. But again, that was early on, and we weren't mm-hmm. as popular as we are now, right? Right. <clears throat> so, But for some reason, the lowest episode on YouTube, this is shocking to me, is the X-Men cartoon comparison. Remember when we compared... Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I'm really surprised at that. I thought it'd be bigger, but what are you going to do? Hmm. Did the algorithm uh, not pick it up properly? <laughs> well, probably my SEO is probably all screwed up. <laughs> But anyway, um, now here, okay, now here, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that sounds like prime real estate for people to yell at us in the comments about how wrong we are. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. A beloved and, okay, 90s cartoon? I haven't well, been screamed is, at in a while. And this is the funny thing is I that do, I do, every day. I, I, I would expect our cartoon episodes to get higher uh, ratings, and sure enough, on YouTube, our highest, um, our highest rated episodes are. The second highest is the one where we did... Oh, the same one. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, number 16. That's our highest rated episode on YouTube. Yeah. Sorry, our second highest. Okay. And our highest uh-huh. rated on YouTube, this makes no sense to me, is number four, which was Spider-Man in 1980. Like, that, why was that episode our highest rated? I have no idea. Maybe it's because we were just starting out. I have no idea. But that's it, our highest Possibly, one. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the very first on the list... When you uh, go to play just the Here Comes a Spider Cast playlist. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, they actually list out of order, right? So the first episode (laughs) is that shows up as number four. Everybody tries it out. They listen to the first episode. They say, nah. They don't like it. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And then, uh, okay. <laughs> it was wait, so wait, weird wait. though. Really because, cool like, stats, Mike. Yeah, Love no, this. no, no, no. <laughs> feel great hope. about Listen, myself. The highest uh, watched episode on Spotify is number seventy-seven, which was the episode oh. where Stanley wrote. Remember, it was that weird scorpion oh, yeah. story. Yeah, for some reason, that's the highest-rated episode on YouTube. So oh, on Spotify. And, on sorry, Spotify, Spotify. Oh, okay. Yes. 
Too many so that's do you have the stats for like how many l- listens it gets? Yeah, but I'm not going to share those on the air. Okay. I don't want to scare any of our competitors, okay? We're not going to mention the numbers anyway. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we wouldn't yeah. want to embarrass wanna, anybody. We don't want to intimidate anybody. On exactly. the podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that pretty much is it for our stats. Now we're going to talk Such about... Such a fun time, Mike. Good job. Wow. I know. I know. This Thank is you. a great segment. I, I think we should keep doing this every week. Every week, yeah. I'll just keep reading the same When stats. you said okay. stats, I thought you were going to be like, this is how many issues with Spider-Man we reviewed. Like, I thought it were going to be Spider-Man oh, no. stats, not, not, oh, look at all the, your hard work stats. No, it's all about, like, the show itself. Who cares about the comics, right? But anyway. Mm. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> so now, speaking of comics, now we're going to talk about uh, we've all we've all compiled some lists here. See, this is the fun part, right, Becca? We're going to talk about some of our favorite and least favorite uh, things that we've talked about uh, over the course of the past 100 episodes. So the first category, actually, I'll start. How about I start with supporting character? Is that does that sound fun? Fun? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> okay. So worst supporting character with someone else. Well, how about this? Let's uh, let's start with you, Josh. What do you have down for your worst supporting character? I don't know if this is going to be a surprise to anybody, but um, I wrote down Deborah Whitman. <gasps> Shocking! Yeah, I know, but and and it's not and it's not Deb's fault. Um, <laughs> okay. I have you know I have personally. a soft spot in my heart for Deborah Whitman because of how awful she was treated this entire right, time. But right, right. she she was definitely the worst supporting character in the spider-man stories as far as writing goes um it felt like nobody on the team knew who this character was and they didn't talk to each other before writing stories with her in it because she went from being in love with spider-man to hating him and uh being like the most normal person ever to be it to being schizophrenic they just really did not know what to do with this character and unfortunately um I think that's why she's the technically worst supporting character. Okay, okay. Uh, G.I. Jolie, what about you? Who do you have down? Worst supporting character. One. How dare you. <laughs> Two. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I have her as my best. Uh, oh. Three, my worst. I have a tie for first place. And this <clears> could <throat> go either way, really. I both love them and I hate them. I have Bambi, Candy, Randy, Mandy. <laughs> yes! All right. Yeah, that's Our fair. favorite apartment-dwelling neighbors who seem to always be refinishing furniture in, a, in, in the cold, chilly months on the rooftop. I'm going to change yeah. my list and make them my best. But anyway, okay. Oh, why is that? Because yeah. they're great characters and you, you're exactly. interested in their character arcs? Mike, the character why do you like them the most? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so they, Bex they Luthor. each have two very good personality yeah. traits that Mike likes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bex Luthor, who's your worst supporting uh, character? I kind of have like two. Um, honestly, mine piggybacks off of Jolie's a little bit. I was going to say Peter's landlady. I hate her so much. Uh, I just, oh no. She's just so much like a caricature of a landlord like i know like landlords are pretty scummy but she's just like oh goon set your apartment on fire you better pay me like what huh how is that legal how is anything she demands of peter legal and then yeah and i feel i feel like whoever decided to draw her like whoever drew her first also just like googled bog witch (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) And then married those two thoughts and feelings. Uh So it's like, how many evil old lady stereotypes can we fit into one lady? Oh, make sure she also looks like a witch. Like now it's like, "Mm, are we, we're getting a little, it's getting a little dicey here. (laughs) Spider-Man. And then my other worst supporting character is, um, unsurprisingly flash Thompson. Mm. Oh yeah, that's great. I'm so mad. Is it the spousal abuse that does it? It's not just the spousal <laughs> abuse, but it's the 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 preamp of, of character development up until and then spousal abuse. Mm-hmm. It's the, mm-hmm. oh, Flash Thompson wasn't the bad guy. He's a more complicated man than we think. And then, boom, hits his girlfriend. Like that. Right. It's just super lazy writing to me. And it just is, I don't know, it just, I hate him. I hate him so much. And I, I feel bad because it's not Flash's fault. But then I was watching, we just watched Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and you know what? Flash is kind of a dick. Yes, yes. <laughs> Accurate portrayal in that movie. But anyway, um... Okay, I'm going to about that too later, so... Okay, cool, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Are uh, you going to say something, Josh? I do have also, like, a, a runner-up for worst. Okay, who's your runner-up? Lo- Lonesome Pincus. Oh my god, I do forgot about him. Do you remember Lonesome Pinky? He was awesome. The cowboy he singer? He was awful. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, the that was the singer? worst running gag ever. It was just, every issue was, was Spider-Man Peter Parker in his apartment, and his neighbor kept yodeling. <laughs> and like singing these like country songs, and it was so annoying that this character kept coming up and coming up, and they, he kept running into him, and his name was Lonesome Pinky, or... Joseph Pincus was his name. God, he was awful. I can't even remember how they got rid of him eventually. I think it was not the one Spider-Man. I can't remember. He did something and then he saved the day and then Lonesome Pincus was happy. I can't remember. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, uh, fun fact, remember. he's four foot ten. How did you find wow. that out? <laughs> Marvel database. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We love so, a short I, king. Short king. Short country king. So, this is kind of anticlimactic, but my worst supporting character, also Deborah Whitman. Mm. Um, again, I, it's not that I don't like her. It's more just that as the writers went on and changed, she just got worse and worse and worse. They made her, you know, first she was kind of like innocent and whatever, naive. Then she just became like crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, uh, it's really unfortunate. It's not really her fault, but yeah, she's mm-hmm. the worst. If you want some good Deborah Whitman content, watch the uh, Spider-Man 90s cartoon. There you go. She's awesome there. Okay, now we're going to go to best supporting character, uh, Joshua Marvell. Who's your pick? You know I got to go with Frogman. It's oh, got to be Frogman. Hey. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm probably stealing Beck's pick, but Frogman is the best. This kid is so great he's taking he's like trying to turn his father's legacy into something good um there's like a quote that i picked from from him uh there's only one way dad's gonna gonna be rid of the leapfrog's ghost and that's if someone uses the name to create a powerful symbol for good and that someone's gonna be me and it's him just like returning and trying to make a name for himself and like pushing to be a superhero and fix his dad's name and his like family's legacy is so great and he's i i think he's a comedic character that is actually funny and i'm like happy to see every time he shows up 
Yeah, that's a good pick. Wow. So, Digging yeah. deep there. Okay. Uh, G.I. Julie, what's your pick? Best supporting character. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I had a tie for two, mostly because I am not as well-read uh, as yourself and Josh, but I had Deb Whitman, mostly because hashtag Justice 4. Mm-hmm. And then... Ollie Osnick. <laughs> Wait, who's that again? It's the, it's the he's the little baby doc og. Oh, oh yes, 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 buddy. Yes, right. Yeah. And then yeah, and then he becomes the steel spider, like because mm-hmm. crime doesn't pay, right. and he wants to help out his pal Spider Man. Good pick. Very good. That's digging deep there. Good pick. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bex Luthor, who's your pick? Best supporting character. Well, I was gonna pick Frogman, but then I was Ooh. like, no, obviously that's that's Josh is gonna pick Frogman. Actually, originally I was gonna pick this character, and then I thought that Josh was gonna pick this character, so I was so on my list I have Frogman. But oh, I have interesting. Philmont McGee. Oh, Philmont McGee. Wait, who's he? The oh, photographer. My God. No, Philmont McGee is the old man, the old wrinkly old man who's obsessed with horses. <laughs> and he's in the wheelchair and Spider- Spider-Man breaks into his, his apartment and he makes him clean up the glass. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they're fighting. Um, uh, who are they fighting? The, the, I don't the, remember. The Red Boy. Yeah. Uh, Red Rock. Red, Red Riot. Red yes, nine. Yes, Red, yeah, yes, yeah. Red nine. Red nine. Wow. Okay. See, I, 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 I like think Google's I, name. No, you know what, Josh? I was mixing him up with your guy. When when I said that at, at the end of the day, Spider Man kind of like came in and helped him out. That that's the guy oh, I was thinking. Oh right. Of. Yeah. There is it's, does, something does happen, and like I remember one time he like punches through a wall and Pinkus is on the other side and all that. He does end up coming back in a story and he has to save him, I think. Okay. Or wait, <laughs> no, they're they're in a bar. They're in a bar and Pinkus is there and sings and the bad singing stops the villain. See, <laughs> see, you guys, missed, you, you guys missed some good comics, okay? You guys are going to have to go back and read those. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, let me just look this up. I'm positive. I am positive. Joseph Pincus is a real person. I am so sorry to Joseph Pincus. He's real. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Joseph Pincus on Twitter. Marvel. Let me see. Uh, Eleven appearance, uh, appearances. Let's see. Okay, while you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Philmont um, McGee. He's got that lovely picture <laughs> of a horse on his wall, and I, I I love him for it. Also, he makes Spider-Man sweep up after him, and he then Spider-Man helps him out a whole bunch, but he just doesn't care. He just doesn't give a shit. Like, he's just going to be a crotchety old man, and I love that for him. So I see what you mean about how there's kind of a crossover between best and worst in your, right? Like, there's a, they're kind of like you love them, but you hate them, right? Yeah, my other worst supporting character was going to be Black Cat, but then I didn't want to talk about her at all, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, who cares? Let's talk about somebody funny. <laughs> okay, so speaking of best supporting character for me, everyone else is gone, right? Yes. Yeah. Best supporting <laughs> character for me, ha ha ha, Deborah Whitman, because when she started Wait. out, she, yeah, 
when she started out, she was really well written. Like I remember her being a great character when I was a kid, and you know, I, I always wondered what happened to Deborah Whitman. And now that me and Josh have gone through and read all these comics, I find out oh, character assassination—they completely ruined her. Okay, that's what happened. So early Deborah Whitman is best supporting character. Late Deborah Whitman is worst supporting character. Let's put it that way. Silence. Okay, cricket. That's a right. cop out. You chose Sorry, the same I'm person twice. Think it, but yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but I think I cheated. You cheated a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> I think that the just the awfulness of how of how she was written outweighs uh, everything that happens well, to her. Well, like, oof. We'll have to talk about that in our 200th episode when she comes back, but we'll get to that later. Okay. I do like the now. phrase that Josh said. He's like, "Sorry, I was looking up Pinkus." <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I'm, doing I'm busy. Some pinkest business. Okay. It's like a beautiful woman, and she's like, "Do you want to go over dinner?" It's like, "Sorry, I have plans." I've got pinkest plans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna talk about the worst supervillain, uh, Joshua Marvel. Who did you pick as the worst supervillain in Spider-Man comic? Um. So I was really thinking back, and I'm like, "Oh, let me think of some like the real like crappy like." C-list supervillains that Spider-Man's fought throughout the, uh, you know, our hundred episodes of reading. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's the ringer. He just makes hula hoops, right? But then I stopped. It's like, no, (laughs) it's not the ringer. It's answer. He's the worst. Ooh, yeah, he was right. I look at him and then I look away and I immediately forget this dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to. I had to go through comics, and I'm like, "Oh, write the answer." And I, I had to. I'm like, I'm writing this down. If I for, if I don't write this down, I will forget this guy, and I will probably just say the ringer. This guy sucks. He's supposed. To, they no. set him up as to be like, "Oh, he's got these mystical powers. He always has the answer." Or, or sorry, he is the answer to everything, right? It's we, bad. We never really see him like. <clears throat> be the answer until <laughs> one day he has to sacrifice himself to save um dagger i believe it was right mm-hmm. i think dagger is dying or something <laughs> he's like i'm the answer and just kind of like dies or something. i don't even remember who cares <sighs> he sucks <laughs> like uh, the answer answer freaking sucks he's pretty rough i agree with you oh that's a good one it's a good pick uh gi yeah. julie worst villain What's really funny is that I think the answer was mine, but I couldn't remember his name. I just had written <laughs> yeah, down that right? weirdo who died strangely. <laughs> so I just so that's what I have written. Swear to God. Um. So because I couldn't remember and I couldn't weirdly like find the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I wrote down. Wait, we're doing the worst. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Worst villain. Um, Sin Eater. Oh, yeah, he's, a, he's, he... he's the best. Come no, on. He sucks. He sucks a lot. Oh, he no. sucks. No, he's terrible. I love he his stinks. name. He eats sins. Does it... he though? Yeah. Maybe he should cut back on the sins and try keto. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, paleo also works. <laughs> Just go vegan. Yeah, like it would. I I really wish that he ate sin in a more biblical way. Sure, and not in like a green ski mask kind of way. R- yeah, riding a on a subway. S- <laughs> riding <laughs> on a subway with like an AK forty seven. 
mowing down sinners with a gun. Mm. No, not my idea of sin eating. Yeah, and like his so. idea of sinners was a cop trying to do the right thing, a priest, <laughs> a <laughs> judge so who relative. like was kind. <laughs> Okay. He was mistaken. Good picks, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, I disagree, yeah. but good pick. Vex uh, mm-hmm. Luthor. Uh, I cheated on this one because... Deborah des- Whitman. <laughs> no, it's Deborah <laughs> uh, I cheated on this one because I deserve it. Um, I And because he's ruined my life. I picked the Beyonder. <laughs> okay. Ooh, good, yeah. pick, good pick. Maybe not just the worst villain that I was reading for this podcast, but maybe the worst thing in the world. Like, just just top ten worst thing that's ever happened to me is the Beyonder. <laughs> it uh-huh. goes, it goes, number one, um, tragic tragic parental death, number two, Beyonder. That's my, or, that's my supervillain origin story, is having to read Secret Wars and then Secret Wars 2. Um, I hate him. I hate everything he's ever touched. The Beyonder ruins everything that's good and nice in this world. And I hate his stupid hair. Oh, I like his bouffant hair. And I was on Tumblr, and somebody was like, if you had to cast the Beyonder, who would you cast? And somebody was like, probably Mel Gibson. And I went, that's funny. Ah. <laughs> yes. Like, ah, that's just very on the nose. Yep. Yeah. Also, Liberace's ghost would work. <laughs> so yeah, um, hate him. Okay, Sucks. here's my question. If you met Jim Shooter in person, what would you say to him about the Beyonder? Because he created him. I'm sure there's nothing I could say that he hasn't already heard. From people's opinion, he respects more, like uh, any man. Um, <laughs> but I would just, I would just say, hey, I just want you to let you know that um, if I ever go off the deep end, it's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I will die clutching a crumpled photograph of the Beyond. Of Beyonder one head, and I will clock Jim Shooter in the head with a golden notebook. but i've painstakingly melted down myself oh yeah oh yeah so i found it by the way what are you looking for again yeah we forgot (laughs) the amazing spider-man number 221 the rage of ramrod yeah that's right (laughs) ramrod was the villain in this one um they are at a bar ramrod is fighting spider-man or whatever Biff, this is when Biff and Deb are dating because Peter is like keep keeps ditching Deb, oh, so she's yes. like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go date Biff." So they're at the bar, mm-hmm. and then Ramrod uh, buys everybody a round of free drinks, and everybody's going to drink them. And apparently, it has like hypnotizing juice or something in. It's like I don't know. Anyways, Lonesome Pinky gets on stage and he starts singing, and the music is so awful that everybody snaps out of the trance, and <laughs> Peter is able to uh, uh, defeat Ramrod. <laughs> I don't remember Ramrod, but anyway. Anyway. Well. <laughs> well. <sighs> okay. That's all you need he to know about sil- him. He yeah. wears a silver dicky. It's amazing. <gasps> I just pulled okay. a picture of him. Oh my god. Why? So, Why is that his outfit? So we seem to all be the I, same page. I assume just to really drive home the fact that his name is a Ramrod. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've already mentioned this character, but my worst yeah. villain of all, well, all 80 Spider-Man comics so far is Red Nine. 
from the same story <laughs> oh, that had what was his name again? Philmont uh, uh, McGee. Philmont McGee. Oh, yeah, Philmont McGee. The same Verified issue. Horse girl. I think this issue is kind of universally acknowledged as like one of the worst issues like ever. But I anyway. mean, it it was awful. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. rough. <laughs> but Red Nine was in that Spider-Man Infinite Runner, so can we really? Can't be that bad. Can't yeah, be that bad it. then, you know. Right, right. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to talk about best villains. And I already know what mine is. I'm sure you guys do too. But Josh, who's your pick for best supervillain? Uh, the Kingpin. Woo! Uh, it, it might not be a traditional uh, choice, but I really love that the Kingpin has kind of been behind the scenes um, throughout the entire run. I think he's the only supervillain that stayed since we started reading in the 80s. Mm. Um, uh, he is very like calculated. He doesn't jump in and just like, I'm going to kill Spider-Man. He like uses him and like he kind of needs Spider-Man in the same way that Spider-Man needs him for certain things, for information about different villains. Like he's, he's very cold and calculating and um, I think the most consistent character throughout all of these comics, even more consistent than Peter Parker himself at times. Um, yeah, I think Kingpin's the best of them all. All right. Well, good pick. Yeah, we've got some good Kingpin stories in here for sure. Uh, G.I. Jolie, what's your pick? Best supervillain? I have chosen two ridiculous ones <laughs> uh, because okay. I wanted to pick Kingpin, but I knew someone else would. <clears throat> Because he just deserves an award. He's not a traditional Spider-Man villain, is he? He's Daredevil's villain, that, right? Well, that's what's confusing. I, he started as a Spider-Man villain, and uh, Frank yeah. Miller, Frank Miller, has kind of stole him, and was like, "Well, uh, okay. yeah, I need someone for Daredevil to steal this guy." So technically, he's originally Spider-Man's villain. Cool. So I've made room so that we can talk about two very amazing people. One, the Shocker. Because yeah. he's just busy fingering everybody Hello. and doing crime. <laughs> what? Anyway. Wasn't it the shocker? No, that's Hobgoblin who that's... finger blasts people. Oh, forget what? it. Oh, I've ruined it. Now I've now I've marked Yeah. We can I've still marked talk this about as it. explicit. Yeah, we can still talk about it. This is like yeah. a shocker. Okay. Well, I mean, he's doing crime and shocking people in a fun outfit. Yeah, I mean his name is still the shocker, so Right. Yeah. <laughs> and my number one of all time uh, and uh, our resident queen of garbage may oh, agree. Yeah, did you pick mine? You probably picked mine. The human fly. Oh, no, oh, I didn't pick that one. Good one, good <laughs> one. I love Very him good. though. Right? Who doesn't love just, do you know what? I love snacks. And <laughs> when you're in the middle of a fight <laughs> When you're in the middle of a fight and you just like see some spilled cola and you just gotta, <laughs> yes. you just you just have a thirst. <laughs> Nothing and beats you take a it. puddle of refreshing Coca-Cola <laughs> in an alleyway on the ground. <laughs> right? He's just like, oh, no one will mind if I just you know real quick dip in. <laughs> so, from one snack lover to another, I have voted for the human fly as the best villain. <laughs> very good pick. Very good pick. Rest in peace. <laughs> that's RIP, right RIP, yes, I forgot he's, he's dead oh, until the now. hood brings him back because everybody okay. who what's his name kills gets scourge, brought back by the hood yeah, yeah. scourge mm-hmm. the scourge 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 scourge, scourge. 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 
Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so, my best villain, uh, this is probably obvious, but it's the Hobgoblin! Who was, yeah, who, uh, I was so excited about the Hobgoblin as a kid. As I've told you before, I used to have a handwritten list of every Spider-Man comic, who wrote it, who drew it, and where the Hobgoblin was, what was, you know, deal was, and blah, blah, blah. So yes, before the internet, before there was databases, there was Mike L creating lists in grade school because he was fucking cool. And And that's why I love the Hobgoblin, anyway. That's a, that is a really great pick. I think that uh, the Hobgoblin is maybe the character, like the supervillain that's been the most like prevalent, like the right. the mm-hmm. one that's had the largest story. I mean, Kingpin has been like woven throughout, but he's kind of like in the background pulling the strings. Hobgoblin, I think, is the biggest villain that we've got that's just stayed around the entire time. And I mean, also, yeah, and, and and Kingpin's been around since the 60s, whereas Hobgoblin is specifically an 80s villain, right? Right, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, even like Doc Ock or the Owl, too, have kind of like, they were around for a while and then disappeared, but like Hobgoblin, at least right now, seems to be a pretty consistent villain. Right. Um, and I, as much as I think the mystery doesn't really work since the audience knows, I think it's a really uh, fun story, and uh, the framing of Flash Thompson has been a pretty fun read. So Right. More to come yeah. from that one. Okay. So now this one's kind of tricky because this is an audio format podcast. But you now didn't let me pick. Oh, what? <laughs> I didn't let you pick? Come I'm sorry. On. I went out of order. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's your uh, best villain, Bex Luthor? Well, the worst villain is Michael for skipping me during the best villain <laughs> segment <laughs> on episode 100. Okay. I'm sorry. I was like, no, no, no. Mike is not going to take away my chance to talk about the best villain that I'm shocked that nobody else brought up. Um, the Spot. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. Y'all so awesome. are just like failing on my boy Jonathan Owen. I, I figured you <laughs> yeah, would be bringing great. the spot heat. That's fair. Because <laughs> I, I, I think that I had the most fun reading the spot, to be right. fair. He's great. I think a horrifically underused character. Like, obviously, he comes back and it is, is in more modern comics. But this version of the spot, the scientists were like, Peter's spider sense doesn't work on him because he can just go to another dimension. Like, I think it's cool. It could have been such an interesting concept for, like, horror, darker comics. Like, I love the spot. I love his design. I love his black and white polka dot outfit and zero face. Like, uh-huh. I love I love everything about it. Character design, 10 out of 10. Like, superpowers, 10 out of 10. If they, like, brought this into live action, I think it would be, like, the coolest visual effects for the spot. I totally it's, agree. It's rumored that the spot is going to be the main villain for the next Spider-Verse movie. Come on. Which I cannot. Like, I, I'm literally so uh, nervous if that doesn't happen because Spider-verse I can't get is, excited. Spider-Verse is maybe my one of my favorite movies ever. Um, so if they bring the spot into the sequel, I would go crazy. I'd be so happy. Oh, my God. And, and, and you Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say quickly when we when I read that story as a kid. If you remember, Spider Man's laughing at the spot, like, "Oh, mm. your name's the spot." But I remember thinking, "How is that any worse than the Shocker, the Melter, <laughs> you know, all these other names?" Like, I thought he was fine, and I always thought his power was cool. And let's thank Mark Wade for bringing him back in Daredevil, right? And mm-hmm. now because of that, he's going to be in the Spider Verse movie. But anyway, go ahead, Becca. I was just going to say, like, with the Spider Verse and how detailed and amazing that animation is 
for ah. it's just like that's why I don't want to get too excited because yeah. if it doesn't happen I don't think like I might be too disappointed to want mm. to be <laughs> excited for the next Spider-Verse because you won't I think be able to get out of bed yeah yeah more so than normal like (laughs) (laughs) i just i love that he's just like a a regular guy but he has like these dimensions all over him it just is it's fascinating to me that they never did more with him right in the the run that we're reading right now he's just like a a goon for kingpin right right understandable but yeah that's my boy (sighs) i love him and all of his little polka dots and maybe (laughs) if they ever bring him into live action he could have some Dalmatians. Oh, good idea. Ooh. Very good idea, yes. And then those Dalmatians can uh, kill Corella's mom. I was just, uh, <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for Disney's Cruella. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that we lost all of our viewers because... Because of our the, the big crossover Twist. between people who who listen to Spidercast and watch Cruella, that explains liked, our low numbers. There you yeah. go. And liked Cruella. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't just watch it. Also enjoyed it. Okay, so now here's the part. Here we're gonna move to the part of the podcast where we actually have to do. Well, I wouldn't say research, but we actually have to find links. I'm assuming to go through stuff. But now we're gonna talk about the worst and best covers. So, Josh, do you have your mm. pick ready for worst cover in oh, 80s Spider-Man? Boy, do I. Okay, okay. Marvel oh Team-Up, number mm-hmm. 128. Okay, I'm, I'm Googling this right now. Marvel this, Team-Up, number this is the This is the issue with the team-up oh. between Spider-Man and Captain America with a <laughs> fantastic photo <laughs> cover. It looks <laughs> awful. It looks yeah, like garbage. it looks like a knockoff, uh, like co- like rental place where you can uh, where you can have people show up in like superhero costumes for your kid's birthday, and the photo looks pretty equivalent to that. I mean, it looks like <laughs> just like some dad taking a picture of these knockoff Spider-Man and Captain America costumes. It's awful i will concur spy like photo covers do not really work that's what they don't realize but no not really they were in vogue for Uh, a while there there was the one that i think was not too bad with the um peter in the closet yeah (laughs) that one was not bad we'll talk about that later but yeah um but anyway okay so uh gi julie what's your pick for worst cover um, I have several. <laughs> okay. So mm. I didn't actually pick one because there were so many that did this. But I always, I am a, a huge critic when it comes <clears throat> to comic books doing this. Is that any cover that involves word balloons, like mm. their panels in the comic or something. Um, That's my pick for worst cover. <laughs> Always. Mm. Oh, uh, it's so, lazy. Okay. It's sl- what? Oh, so you don't have a specific one. It's just in general that style. Yeah, because I tried to pick out one, and the, while I was going through all of the books um, online, I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of them." Okay. Yeah. I can't just pick one. And do you know what? They have the good fortune of all being terrible, so I don't have to pick just one of them. So, you know. 
that's that's my pick for worst okay. just don't use word balloons or a, or or when you use a scene from the book or when you don't use a scene or you paint a scene from your mind and it's not in the book i also hate that mm. yeah, yeah that that i'll agree that's terrible like yeah, yeah whatever okay you know what bouncing off of that my runner up i was super tempted before i remembered the um the awful photo cover one okay the weird cosplay yeah the awful <laughs> cosplay there is an issue of marvel team up Ooh. uh with the worst uh, the worst <laughs> bubbling i've ever seen it's marvel team up with Spider-Man and Iron Man, and it's just like a white cover, and we have Spider-Man's face and Iron Man's face in the background, and up front we have Blacklash. Do you guys remember Blacklash? No, of course you don't. Oh, I do, but no. yes, <laughs> of course I you do. Life, it's uh, pretty much Zorro with a giant green ponytail and a whip mm. and a big <laughs> pink cape. Yeah, so he's up front, and he says right on the cover, "Hi, kids. My name's." Blacklash. I mean, I'm crazy, and I'm coming to your house. That's 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 <laughs> awesome. What are you talking about? Right anyway, the, it's just awful. in case anyone wants to feel the same heat and fury that is currently <laughs> boiling under Josh's collar. That's Marvel Team Up number one forty five. Right. Also, it's I should so I should remind everyone he was the villain in Iron Man two, right? Mickey Rourke. That was Whiplash. That's Whiplash. Isn't it the same guy? No, I, don't think I think his dad. Maybe was it is. Maybe one yeah. something. I think it is the same guy. Oh, maybe he, he just, changes his name. Yeah, I think he changed his name. Does we, he have a bird though? I, think I want we, my bird. I want my bird. Guess <laughs> what? Not my bird. Yeah, guys, it's the same guy. He just changed his name. Can oh, you believe? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so Lord. yeah, he just changed his name. Chopped took off, off the his ponytail. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Zoro S and M get up. Right, yeah, yeah. But does he do that <sighs> little skip hop jump in the comic like he does in Iron Man Two? I don't think so. Well, down I then. I fall <laughs> okay. my board. Okay, so where are we? I have no idea what we're talking about. Where are we? Where are we? Yeah, I can go. I think we're up. We're we're, we're up for Bex. Thor. Okay, that's our yeah. last track. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Bex. Just skip me again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd step um, it. Don't worry. I have two as well. And okay. The first one is gonna kind of hop off of Jolie's kind of thing with like word bubbles and stuff like that. Except this one is just mm-hmm. words. It's um Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Man, uh, ninety two. Okay. I'm looking and it, it up just right says, now. What is the answer? Red text on yellow background. Ooh. Oh. That's yeah. pretty terrible. Comic book art <laughs> is something that is so ingrained into comic books. It's taught in universities. And this is the cover of, of a comic that you have. It's just words on a background. I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite bad. thing about this, too, is that this is about the vil- supervillain, the answer. And they couldn't even remember what he looked like to put him <laughs> on the cover. Yeah. So they just wrote it. <laughs> the, this is the first the, I think I think the, the, the person who did this cover was tasked to make it. And they actually just wrote in, what's the answer? And then sent it back for notes. And they were like, <laughs> Oh yeah, cool. This there works. There you go. Great cover. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> it was done by Al Milgram. Hey. Poor Al. Nice guy. Cool. Uh, not a great artist. He was also a- probably rushed. I'm not going to say that yeah. this cover looks like it was rushed, but it does. <laughs> Shockingly. Right, right. right. Um, yeah. So that's my real answer. 
What's my, your fake answer? My other answer, my fake answer, is um, also Peter Parker, a spectacular Spider-Man, for uh-huh. somehow. Um, 112. 112, hold on. Y'all want to Google that real quick? Oh, oh this is what's one of my number one. This one. This is my number one. But Santa so, is a G. This cover pisses me off out. the most out of everything because it's the sickest image of Santa Claus smoking a cigarette, holding a yeah. gun. And then the inside is garbage and the worst <laughs> issue. We'll one get back the, to worst. One of the best we've done, but yeah, okay, whatever. But just the juxtaposition <laughs> of how cool Santa is on the cover of this and how not cool Santa is inside and also how many women are just butts on the inside That's of this okay. one. I, <laughs> how dare somebody I moved to my apartment to just so I didn't have to read this one. <laughs> I remember you missed that. a good it one. Was, <laughs> it was me and Mike, and Mike was going. This is one of my favorite comic books of all time, and I go and I, me going. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> but wait, it was not the one we had a guest on, right? It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. And was it Andrew? Andrew. And he oh, loved yeah. it too. So I'm right. I think he agreed with me. I don't. Nope. Th- I think you're misremembering. I think. You're, I think he thought it was ridiculous too. The Mary only, Jane in the, in the bathtub. If only it was recorded somewhere that we and we can go back and listen to it. Ooh, but. We're gonna get one more viewer. Yeah, on there that. you go. There you Hell go. Hell yeah! Don't Heck joke. Yeah. Nobody listens to spider cast come on okay anyway okay so my worst cover mm-hmm. uh get your uh, google ready yeah marvel team up 104 okay there was so many to choose from but my god this image is horrible like i don't know are you looking at it right now uh, yeah are you fucking kidding me? this is garbage like again there's so many bad marvel team ups to pick from but this I don't know. I was sorting through them all, and this one jumped out at me. So maybe there's ones that are worse, but this, this one's rough. I'm sure you'll you agree. You said 104? Uh, yes, 104. I like it. <laughs> really? With also, Hulk and Milgram. <laughs> well, there you go, right? Look at these sick dinos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no matter how gallantly Kazar and the Hulk fight, Modok must triumph. I don't know. Uh, well, first of all, I should point out Spider-Man was not even in this issue. It was just yeah. one of those... Was his wrist in the issue? No, it was not. It was one of those where, oh my god, we have to fill 22 pages? Okay, we don't have a Spider-Man story in the drawer. Let's just grab this random piece of crap with Kazar and the Hulk and we'll just put it in an issue of Marvel Team-Up. That's what this issue is. So, anyway. Oh. Yeah. Strange It's disappointing times. to learn. Yeah. That's how it was back then. They didn't care. <sighs> It's as if Marvel was run by a 19-year-old. Oh, yeah, it was. When Jerry Conway took over Amazing Spider-Man uh, in, like, 1972, whatever, he was 19, okay? That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, when I was 12 years old, I was I was told I was too old to be reading Spider-Man. But anyway, that's another <laughs> story. Okay. So now we're going to move on to best? Uh, best cover, yeah. Joshua Marvell, tell us your pick for best Spider-Man cover of the 80s. So I, I don't know if it is... I don't think it's technically the best, but it's my favorite. Okay. Um, and that's Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man 101. Ooh. It's the yep. all black and white cover. It is so much fun. I absolutely love it. Yep. It's John um, Byrne, who I don't usually like, but this is a good cover. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think... Uh, I think it was Joe Lee who was saying that, she, like, 
looking at this cover, she wanted it printed as a poster. And I've been thinking about that since like that. This would make such a great poster. Mm-hmm. So this one. Yeah, this one stuck with me. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, Frank Miller became famous with Sin City for doing this exact type style of artwork, right? right? Like just black mm-hmm. and white, n- nothing, no detail, just shadows and light. And I mean, here's John Byrne doing it in like 19, whatever, 84, 85. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is a great cover. I'm not sure the uh, G.I. Jolie and Becca, did you guys uh, review this one with us? Sure did. I think you did. did. Yeah, yeah sure. that's right. We definitely did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to jump to G.I. Jolie. What's your pick for best cover? So my pick for best cover, if it wasn't going to be that one, um, is Amazing, number 268. Oh, Charles Vess? No. Oh, hold on. Is it? It should have been. I, I, Honestly, I really wanted to pick the Vess, but... I kept thinking about this wraparound cover. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it is a wraparound. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because it's part of Secret Wars, that stupid gold building storyline. Oh, gold notebook. But, yeah. Wait, um, it's a wraparound? I thought it was, I thought it connected it was with a, web. Yeah, it was connected with web. That's right. what it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Then I guess I would have to vote for web as well. Right. Mm. Which is and funny then, because this is John Byrne as well. So even though I usually shit on John Byrne. We've not picked two of his covers, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so strange. It has like this weird industrialist sort of like motion happening that reminds me of um, some of my favorite works of fine art. And unfortunately, there's a caption on it, but I can I can overlook yeah, that. Yeah, you got to forgive that. To push the two books together, it's just really cool. Right. It's just really cool looking. Graphically, it works. The colors are wonderful before uh, recoloring, I should say. And right, yeah, right, it's right. just, it just, it's all, it's very street art to me as well. So not, yeah. not to mention it introduces maybe the most important Spider-Man story ever, ever, ever. The gold the notebook. Gold, the gold notebook. You're right. You're gold right. notebook. Of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. I can't remember what we do after that. Well, after Julie talks, what happens next? Then you again? do. You talk, Mike. Oh, right. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. My pick. Oh, sorry. No, no. My Best. favorite cover is Deb Whitman. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, if, if Mike doesn't pick this, um, but I, I do want to talk about that Charles West cover that Julie okay. was, was mentioning the amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. 261. With the hobgoblin, is that your um, pick? Oh, you just want to talk about it. I just want to talk about yeah. it real quick. It was okay. my runner-up for best. Okay, um, but yeah, because Charles Vess, right? Like, come on, he draws mm-hmm. some very pretty pictures, and I like the pretty pictures. I guess that's like it. I just think it's cool. Spider-Man, hobgoblin. There's fire. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Very good. Yeah. Which which one is the one that he did where it's just Spidey in the black suit? That, uh, is also, that was a recent one, oh, correct? Was that... Unless you mean Web of Spider-Man. I'm not sure which one you mean. Uh, you know. I'm mm. just... Do it. My vote goes to all Charles Vest covers. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, 261, the, the Charles Vest cover with Hobgoblin. I really like that one. But my favorite is going to be um, Peter Parker 103. Uh, Peter Parker so, 103. It's... And I know it has oh, words on it. Oh, yes. You're next. But the the juxtaposition of this and the inside, like, don't read the inside of this comic book, obviously. It's one of my um, favorites. Yep. <laughs> mm. 
But, ugh, one of my favorite Spider-Man things when he's, like, half and half. And then this Me just too. takes that half and half trope and just, ugh, it's so mm-hmm. good. It's so poetic. And I love yep. it to bits. Just, he's on fire and the mm-hmm. burning effigy, the noose, like... Obviously, the comic inside didn't live up to it, unfortunately. It but was yeah, better that one's... than the cover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, um, we should point yeah. out this by Rich Buckler. Yes. So, yeah. And then... I know I'm taking up too much time, but we have to talk about Amazing Spider-Man 262. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Okay. Let's do a, do a quick Googs. Oh, 261, you mean with Hobgoblin? No, 262. No, oh, oh, the photo cover of yeah. oh. in the closet. This... Himbo, maybe a twink. Who could tell? <laughs> um, I just keep thinking about this cover, about his like bad jeans and his Texas butt belt buckle and like the yeah. really really bad Spider-Man costume and how happy it makes me feel. <laughs> so this one's I my do. like be- so bad it's good. Okay, you know I will say with this one at least this like happens in the in the book like there. Yeah. This I think this almost exact panel is in the actual story, right? Yep, like that that's yes. what that's what this whole thing is about. Right. But with my worst, it was just like a shitty photo op with the Spider-Man and Captain America on a fake rooftop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And then fun fact, I think that we talked about this on the podcast. If not, um at the time, uh Marvel had um specific people cast to play um different heroes so Mm. this guy here was spider-man so every time that there was an official marvel appearance of spider-man it was this guy playing spider-man they actually flew the cast out to whatever event uh to be that character that they were supposed to be rather than just bringing the costumes they actually had specific people being specific heroes so this was Spider-Man in the 80s. And can I just point out I'm not sh- this did not apply to covers, but when when you when we're talking about comic book store appearances or comic convention appearances, would you guys like to know who the official Captain America actor was? Yeah, let's hear it. Take he a, just take a quick Is it somebody you, famous? Yes. I need to know. I'm like ready to google it. No way. Uh, Someone I'll give you each one guess. Okay, okay, well, give us, like, some sort of hint. Okay, yeah, I don't know okay he, he's an actor on Star Trek. The Next Generation. Oh. Picard? Nope. Breaker? Yep. Wow. <gasps> Jonathan Frakes. Yes, can you believe that? Hmm. My mind is blown. Yep. I mean, I mean, I was correct, he is hot. <laughs> right? Dear Daddy, in fact, thank you for taking care of America. Holy moly. space. <laughs> Guys, I think I found I, pi- I found a picture of him as Cap. If you just go Jonathan Frakes, Captain America, he shows up. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he does oh. have that Cap Daddy energy. Yes. Okay, oh, that's so. an unfortunate picture. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> Somebody has modified a Captain America doll with uh, a number two doll and put the head of it on a Cap oh, doll yeah. so that there's a Jonathan Frakes, of, quote, unofficial captain america doll that's awesome. amazing huh. and i want one <laughs> okay so now we're gonna go to my favorite cover there's no uh, subtext to this it's just i think it's awesome amazing spider-man number 251 i'm not sure if you guys remember this one but it's the one where is the- spidey is holding hobgoblin's mask 
coming out of the water. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's amazing. Sorry. Yes. It was, it was, what was it? Amazing 251. So good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that cover. Um, always so loved fun. it. You know, again, Jolie was talking about having dialogue and how it ruins a cover. This is the opposite, right? This is, you don't need any dialogue, no explanation. Even the, even the title, you could get rid of the title endings and just have that image. It's so good. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's my vote for the best cover for sure. Ah, so very good, very good, very powerful. Yeah. Who is this? Mm-hmm. Hannigan? This is Hannigan. It's uh, Ed Hannigan, who was a big cover artist at the time. He was also he had he did work at DC. He was never like really popular or fan favorite, but he did go on. He did like the first story arc of uh, Legends of the Dark Knight. He he's kind of just one of those guys that he was just really good, but he just never became really famous for some reason. So, but yeah, he's mm-hmm. awesome. So, Can we uh, give a quick shout out to the Amazing Spider-Man two fifty? Um, which had uh, text on it that said special normal sized 250th issue. Yes, that was awesome. (laughs) See, those were the good old days. You know, they had a sense of humor back then. But anyway, also a great cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hobgoblin Spidey fighting with the fire in the background. That was a great one. Mm -hmm. Okay. We could have picked a lot of these amazing covers, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. From like 240 to like 260, they're all kind of great. Like even 264, the one with Red 9. It's really, it's like visually striking. Oh, for it's not sure. bad. Yeah, it's I mean, not bad. even like especially early on when we started reading uh, comics from like 1980 to like 82, 83, Amazing was like the star of the show. It mm-hmm. it was well, John no, Romita Jr., Jim Mooney doing the art too, and it was like those are always the strongest of the three. I we found right. The art was, but the writing was by Denny O'Neill was terrible. Remember that was where. Denny O'Neill had Peter Parker being a complete asshole. Remember, he refused oh, to yeah, help. I do remember that. Remember, he's like, oh, yeah, I can't, I, I can't help your uncle. He's in the Navy. I don't do that. Or something like that. Uh, there was some kind of weird exchange where... Sorry, he, lady. I yeah. Ain't. Yeah. I, I can't go in the water. Fuck you. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, my memory is... <laughs> On this is, special 100th episode, we're also full swearing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Off the rails. Okay. So we're also was... all naked. You just can't tell. <laughs> yeah, you just can't yeah. tell. Uh, okay, it's... all nude show. Uh, I will say though, Web of is gonna like start taking taking names for cover art as soon as we. St- yeah. I don't know what goes on in them, but I do know that some of these <laughs> some of these covers are gonna start getting. Once we get awesome. up to like the thirties ish area with a certain yes. events. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So okay. excited for that. And we'll, yeah, we'll cover that in our, what, our normal-sized 150th episode, right? Right, there right. <laughs> okay, so now we got our, this is our last category for awards. I guess we'll call these awards. So, worst story. Uh, Joshua Mervell, what did you vote for your All worst right. Spider-Man story of the 80s? So, so um, that's going to be Marvel Team-Up. Ooh. Number... 111 and 112 because the stories connect together. Um, that is when <laughs> Spider-Man and Doctor Strange team up uh, and uh, they go to another dimension with the lizard people and the lizard people uh, are they hate the spider people so they bring Spider-Man over to fight them and Ugh. then Spider-Man has some weird blood disease that's connected to his spirit so then he has to go <laughs> back to a different dimension because the cure is only in another dimension and he's he's a like he's in his like 
uh, uh, astral form the entire time and he's right. hopping around from person to person and he's got to find somebody who is drinking this medicine and go into their body to drink it to heal himself for the blood disease and then come back to Dr. Strange like it, you know to present day and go back into his body yeah this was awful this was I, I, I went back just now and was skimming through the story and I'm like I, I remember this being the worst thing ever but I also don't remember any of this yeah i was gonna say i've been you know i've obviously been on every episode of the show i have no memory of this cover and i barely have a memory of the issue other than just hating it yeah this was really bad do you remember who yeah. the writer was uh that would be jm Demetrius. Ooh, poor yeah. guy yeah yeah Ugh. that's i mean i i think he wrote all most, of them <laughs> yeah uh, most. If not all <laughs> yep. of I think I think it switched over near the end, right? Right, right. Like it, that was uh, that was um, uh, Louis Simonson. Louis, Louis Simonson. Simonson. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. For this point, yeah. At this point, it was J.M. DeMatteis, and yeah, these are really bad. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, G.I. Julie. It's so go ahead. It's so str- well. Before I go on with mine, it's so strange that you say that you don't remember them because the way that you described. <laughs> The plot, Josh, it's almost as if Marvel team-up haunts your nightly dreams. Well, I, I did have to... I was the one who had to recap all of the Marvel team-ups. Ah, uh, yes. So I I do remember uh, some of the plots more because I... Because after reading them, I, it was like a fever dream. It, it, I was like, what the hell just happened to me? I would have to go back and reread it and take notes and write a synopsis because mm. they were so bad. I, I, it was like I, when we were when I was asked to um, when we started the podcast and I was asked to recap Marvel team up at times, it felt like the audience was going to be like, he never read this comic because I'm like, I would be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what happened in this issue. Not, nothing happened. Everything also happened. Like I'd, I just didn't know what to say. So I'd have to go back and read Marvel team up again Ooh. to write a synopsis for you because I just didn't understand. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Man, right, I hate okay. Marvel team up. Okay. <laughs> Because I don't want to steal somebody else's golden notebook thunder. You my... can do that. Oh, did you not pick it? I didn't. Oh, okay. okay. So I hate Secret Wars and Secret Wars 2. Um, I hate the Beyonder. I hate the dilemma that the golden is, notebook that that is. <laughs> wreaks havoc on peter parker i don't hate the notebook specifically i actually think the idea (laughs) of a solid gold notebook found in a solid gold trash bin in a solid gold building is like kind of funny i just Mm -hmm. hate what they did with it yeah um runner up for uh worst is what in the existential hell was this about Anything they that shoehorned Cloak and Dagger into Spider-Man's universe. Oh, I love Cloak and Dagger. I love them too, <laughs> but I don't love them and Spider-Man. Okay. So do you have a specific issue or no? Mm, let's see. It'd probably Does be Spot also part of this. Yeah, well, Peter Parker, mm-hmm. if you go to like the 90s, like ni- Peter Parker 94, I bet you I just, that was just a random number I just picked. Oh, they're not. Oh, there. They're on the cover. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. You're gonna say well, that's your you're pick. like the Rain Man of Spider. Yeah, exactly. Spider Verse cover. Yeah, of course, the cover. That'd be in the cover. Yeah. So no, I don't have like any specific issue. I just remember that uh, Kingpin's wife was down for the count. Mm-hmm. The spot was there, and the somehow answer. the answer. The answer. <laughs> don't forget the answer. Is also there. <laughs> was he there? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Josh for sure knows. I'm just joking, but uh, he sucks. Um, yeah, I just I know what Cloak and Dagger is. I know what it's capable of. I love the little TV show um, that I began to watch as a result of reading more, reading the comics. And I just hate what happened to them in Spider-Man. I mean, it started out strong and it ended very weak. Yeah. As weak and kidney as Cloak became. Or sorry, Dagger, I should say. But I guess Cloak got weak too. Yeah, like if you go and read the early issues by by Bill Mantlo, they're much better. And then when Al Milgram takes over writing, whew, they get pretty mm-hmm. bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, Who's next? Bex Luthor. <laughs> no, kidding, kidding. Uh, worst story. You're not. <laughs> okay, what's your pick <laughs> um, for worst story? Well, I mean, Jolie did say Secret Wars, and obviously Secret Wars 2 is just one of the worst things that's ever been written. But um, the one that I picked, I picked the the death of Gene DeWolf, that <gasps> four-issue mm-hmm. run. Yeah. So we'll say um, number 104, I think it starts? 107 to 110, oh, I think it is. Oh, 107, okay. With the Sin Eater and all that. Right. All that garbage nonsense. Oh, my favorite story. Anyway, go ahead. Gene DeWolf <laughs> dies, and what does Peter say? Oh, crud. He says, oh, no, does he say cried or crumbs? Oh, crud. Cried, okay. <laughs> um, I just think it's just a, such a slap in the face to such a cool character. Mm. It's like, like, I would have enjoyed it more if they had, like, a telephone line and I could call in to who, does she live or does she die? Like, that to me, that is more respectful than what they did to Jean DeWolf. I just like Secret Wars makes me angry and it's bad and it's dumb and it's stupid, but the death of Jean DeWolf makes me actually like, oh, this is why uh, women don't tell people that they read comic books because then, then this this happens. This is this is how the people who make comic books portray them. It's just it's well it's one of the reasons I never really told people that I like comic books in high school because like they're like if I had a problem with this. It's like, oh, you're just being too sensitive. All the nonsense that comes with being a woman in a nerd space. I just, it makes me kind of sick to my stomach. She, mm, Jean deserves mm-hmm. so much better. And then mm-hmm. her freaking brother comes along. Oh, and just gets popped by Scourge immediately. That's how I feel. Pop me, Scourge. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was I, bad. It was mm-hmm. bad, and then, like, ugh, and then she's, like, bloody and splayed in her push-up bras, pushing her boobs up so you can see her boobs while she's dead. Ooh. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. And that, like, forced, like, aftershock of a romance, like, oh, P- Spider-Man's like, man, Gene Wolf had the hots for me. Oh, man, we could have boned if she was still alive. Mm. And it is. So gross. Oh, my God. I'm so it's glad so that I missed all of that. <laughs> and, and we're supposed to believe, too, that, like, this is, like, a heartfelt goodbye to this character. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, this is the story of Gene DeWolf's death. It's like, she immediately dies, and then 
Peter has no remorse and then talks about how, you know, they could have been a thing if she was if she wasn't dead. Why'd you have to go off yeah. and die? And like yeah. she had like a mild respect for Spider-Man, which Peter's like, ah, oh, she had the hots for me, Peter Parker. Like she doesn't know who you are, dude. Isn't this why you don't like Black Cat? Because she only loved the spider? Like, hello. I don't, and then Spider-Man's written so poorly in the whole thing. And, like, I have nothing wrong with killing off characters. It's comic books. That's what happens. But, like, why? Why is just... Sh- just fridge her at this point. Just cut her up in a refrigerator and shove her in the corner. Oh, oh it's terrible. Anyway, I like that story. Okay, so my pick <laughs> is... Of course uh, you do. Anyway, my pick... For best Spider-Man story of the '80s, and I was gonna say we're talking about worst. We're talking about worst. Still. Oh shit! Worst, oh, yeah. I haven't even named my worst. Oh my god! I was gonna jump the gun there and spoil the whole show. He's like, I liked them all. They were all <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is technically not an issue of Spider-Man, but it is written by J.M. Demetrius, who we've already talked about. Oh my god! Do you guys mm. remember Defenders number 108 and 109? Oh, I w- that was so close to being oh my, my my worst one. God, those were bad. Um, I don't even... It, yeah, this was the issue where... where um, what's her name is dead, right? Valkyrie? <laughs> that's the. I think that's the closest I've ever gotten to an acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what's really funny? I thought that these were a team up and I was shocked mm-hmm. that Josh didn't like lay this one down. Because this one was terrible. Yeah. It's like cheating. It's an issue Ugh. of Defenders. Yeah, but we reviewed it. It counts. Okay. <laughs> That's what they said when they shipped it out. They're like, oh, it counts. Yeah. We wrote it. Yeah. It counts. <laughs> Guys, it totally counts. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, now we're, now we're going to move on. It was awful. Um... um uh, best uh, best story, and we're gonna okay. start off with Joshua Mervell. Tell us what is your absolute favorite story so far. Okay, so it's funny that Jolie mentioned um, that Cloak the worst, Dagger. yeah, the worst stories were with Cloak and Dagger because my favorite is the first appearance of Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, with uh, uh, written by Bill Mantlo. Um, it is. Uh, it is. I th- I think it's the best story we've ever uh, read or reviewed on the podcast. Ooh, it's fantastic. Okay. Um, it's it's like a serious, like darker tone of a story. We kind of have some heavier themes. Uh, we're introduced to these characters that are like not superheroes, but not villains either they're kind of this like weird gray in between um I, you couldn't even really call them an anti-hero maybe you could um but they're like targeting the um the the like drug dealers that tested on them uh and mm. gave them these powers spider-man is like completely outmatched uh in this issue whenever he faces them and um, this story is so good that every other appearance of Cloak and Dagger tries to be this issue. And I think True. that's why uh, it's so bad. Every single time, like every single time we see them, Spider-Man accidentally gets swallowed up by Cloak's cloak. And he's like, oh, no, it's so <laughs> cold. That's like, yeah, we we got that already. It was like the perfect yeah. thing. We don't you know, it, it is so great. The art on the inside is like spectacular that's uh ed hannigan and inked by jim mooney um and right. 
oh my god i i really love this issue um mm -hmm. so i don't think that you were um on the podcast at the time right jolie i don't think that you reviewed this one uh which one is it again it's number six uh peter parker the spectacular spider-man number 64 64 no do you know what i don't think mm -hmm. oh spectacular 64 because Here. i know that i came in at some point and there was some cloak and dagger that made me like want mm -hmm. cloak and dagger <sighs> but i don't know that i was in on the first issue which yeah i, I would have been reading so it for some reason makes yeah. me sad I wait a second i remember this cover though maybe maybe you were then yeah, it's where they have cloak written and then dagger. Mm -hmm. I, do you know what? I'd have to go back into the archives of YouTube yeah. and look just to make sure what episode it was. Um, but I know for sure that I've listened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. No, it's very good. It's very cinematic too. I mean, even the opening, we have like uh, Peter swinging through the city, and we see like cloak and dagger across the panels. Like it's just right, right. Uh, right. It's very good. Later <laughs> on, uh, we see like some bad guys getting sucked up by the cloak, and the panels start getting black, and then like e everything is just gone. There's like a couple of panels where it's just like nothingness. It's just black, and then at the end, we're left with Spider-Man kind of like lost as to like. Mm -hmm what to even do as the two of them disappear like it's very it's very very good i love this issue oh yeah it's mm -hmm. good pick yep. yeah great pick all right gi julie what's your pick for best spider-man stories so far in the 80s <laughs> oh i just treated this like a bunch of camp but now i'm lamenting cloak and dagger <laughs> um okay my pick for best story goes to oddly enough the only issue maybe of marvel team up that we ever <gasps> liked oh, oh. Ooh, With number 149 oh, no. oh. 129 oh. 149 oh yes louise simonson you say right right the issue where spider-man oh. and cannonball team yeah. up to buy a hat oh for cannonball's mom yeah. yeah. yes oh Great the hat issue. catalyst that yep. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was a good one. You're right. It all started somewhere, and this is where it started. Mm -hmm. And it is my favorite because it's ridiculous and mm. it's Spider Man, but like make it fashion, which is fine. <laughs> right. I love this issue. Yeah, very simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Louise Simonson, you know, uh, inconsistent writer, but in this issue, she was firing on all cylinders for sure. Yeah, yeah those last few issues of. of Marvel team up were surprisingly pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we were talking about how it was awesome. And then her, uh, and then Mike just casually is like, well, that's funny. You should say that because it's her last issue ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because she did the first few issues of web and then she just uh -huh. disappeared from Spider-Man forever. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, she was good. So beautiful. Awesome. I don't hate the cover either. Because the who is the man who's with them? Incandescent man? No. Uh, yeah. Wendy is it Wendigo? Mm -hmm. Wendigo, um, that's it. The oh. way that he's drawn on the cover is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like Iceman almost. We I remember it, talking about that. The cover did not yeah. match. 
Incandescent Man is another character in this, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's like and, his only appearance. <laughs> yeah. I, I should also point out the interior artist Brett Blevins, whom we all love, but the mm-hmm. cover is by a guy named Vince Girano, who I've never heard of before. Interesting. Yeah, it's all good. Really yeah. cool looking, very X adjacent for yeah. for Spidey, which we <laughs> I can't even bring myself to say we stand. I love. I just love it. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Becca, your turn. <laughs> All right, oh. Becca. Uh, so I think this one was one one of the earlier ones that you had me on the podcast. And when I was thinking about best stories, I honestly couldn't think of anything. <laughs> oh boy, good, <laughs> I was good like, to have you along. All right. I was like, I like stuff, but is there anything that I think is the best? And then I was like, oh yeah. I know exactly which one I'm going to pick. It's Amazing Spider-Man Annual 16. It is the first appearance what? of Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Monica Rambo. Oh, yeah. Oh. And Roger Stern. This comic, <clears throat> this comic was one of the ones that I read as a kid and remembered and went, yeah, this is, this is what I want. I want powerful ladies kicking ass, taking names, and looking hot. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And, man, I love this. I love this origin. I love Monica Rambo. <laughs> Yeah, this that, cover. Oh, it's and it's yeah, John Romita Jr. on art and Roger Stern on writing. It's so good. I agree. I love this issue. Yeah. Which number was it again? Amazing. Annual sixteen. Yeah, annual okay. sixteen. Who would have thought an annual would be good? I was gonna say. Know, you're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Normally not the only annuals good, are. Ugh. Yeah, not only good, but also like introduce a character that does stand the test of time because. Most mm-hmm. annuals have a if they introduce a character, you don't you don't see them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. gone, right? Right. I just oh. mm-hmm. and it's called it's called Who's That Lady? And like I just think about this comic and then I think about um the actress who played her on WandaVision and how dope it is <laughs> mm-hmm. that she's like in live action and how cool that is that little girls get to see this now. Ugh, I'm excited. I'm just excited for where the character goes. I've always liked Monica Rambo. I've liked her when she was Photon and uh, who else was Spectrum? Literally like 8 million other names, right? Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I don't know what she currently goes by, but oh, there's been Pulsar, there's Photon, been... Spectrum, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the rest, yeah. And like, and she was the first female Captain Marvel, which is very important. Even right, though, like, right. was the original Captain Marvel dead at this point? Yes. Yes. So, like, she just... And she picks the name. I think it's completely unrelated to Captain... To Marvel. It's just, like, something that, that, that they picked. Like, it, it had no... I don't think it had anything to do with him at all. I don't think so, no. So, like, that's kind of cool. But then they now she's in, like, the Marvel family. I just... Mm-hmm. I love her. I love her, mm-hmm. and I love this comic, and it makes me happy. And apparently, not a lot does lately. <laughs> so. No, that was and that was like it's funny because you missed a lot of. Uh, I believe you missed a lot of Roger Stern, John Romita Jr. issues that we mm-hmm. reviewed, but that was a really good run. So like that would have been around. I think it was two twenty six ish, maybe to two fifty one. Right. That's that's. It was so good. I, I remember movie. the podcast started to get a little dry because we ran out of things to say about it because it was just like yep another good one another good one yeah you're right you're right it's yeah it doesn't happen now (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's all fighting and air horns speaking of now we're gonna talk about my favorite issue this has not changed this has been my favorite issue since i was a kid 
I did my grade five speech about this issue in grade eight. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Can we all guess? Can we all guess what Mike's sure. favorite issue is? Go ahead, Becca. <laughs> and everyone. Okay, every, everybody, everybody on three. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> One, two, three. It's the Here first comes the commuter. Three. Yes! How did you know? Oh. Wait, Josh. Shut up. Oh, yeah, what uh, was Josh going to say? I thought it was going to be the first appearance of Hobgoblin. Oh, oh. no, that, that, that's a good one. But no, it's mm -hmm. one come with the commuter. Okay, yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, likes yeah. the train, the, the one where he's on a bus. Yeah, I remember yep. that, yeah. Uh, I thought that was obvious. I didn't mean to make a bit out of it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's good. No, that's fine. I didn't like it so much that I didn't remember the name of it, but knew which one you were talking about. And yep. I also anyway. didn't, didn't remember, but yeah. Go, yeah. go ahead, Mike. Tell us why you yeah. like the bus Oh, one. so for those who don't remember the issue, it's where Spider-Man gets stuck in the suburbs and he has to, you know, <laughs> you know, he has to ride on top of a bus, take a cab. He can't swing from any buildings because it's all houses. <laughs> um, he gets help from a little kid, blah, blah, blah. It's awesome. Go back and read it. It's great. It's an early issue by Peter David, who Becca hates. And anyway, he's my favorite writer. So yeah, basically, it's my favorite Spider-Man story of the 80s. Although I must say, uh, the Roger Stern, John Romita Jr. run, which we we've, we've just talked about, is so good it was hard to pick like if it wasn't if it wasn't this one it would have been one of those for sure so you know what's great what's that mm. i googled when cometh the commuter um and went to images to and my remember face the came cover. up <laughs> okay. it's comic book syndicate came up comic book syndicate is like one of the first ones to come up because we're the only people to ever talk about this issue no you're <laughs> no wrong way. about that you're wrong about that trust me i swear fact, it's the cover. i personally it's the found uh, many articles titled why cometh the commuter is the best spider-man story ever written but whatever if well. you choose to ignore that that's up to you Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, Ooh. I got one more stat, but I wanted to give a tally on who's been a guest star on our show the most, okay? So very quickly, I'm just going to give you the, the, the list of people who have been on our show twice, and that's David Constantino, Phil Premerill, Kyle Van Dongen, and Kristen Siapas, okay? That's, mm. who, that's our two-time guests. Our three-time guests are Dustin Windebank, Dr. Chad Hatton, uh, Brent, and that's it. And then there's only one person who's been on our show four times. Would anyone like to guess who it is? I thought it was Brent. No, he's only been on mm. three times, funny enough. Unless I counted wrong, but there's someone mm. who's definitely been on four times. Uh, I'll give you a hint. He's been on like since the beginning and up until very recently. Look, Mike, all your white dude friends sound the same to me. I don't and know. And it's Adam Peltier. Adam, okay, that makes sense. Another white dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I guess he was on a couple of times earlier. Right, right. He was on, oh, like, yeah. and then with Dave once, and then, yeah, so that's so he's been on more right. than anyone else. So there you go. And there's sorry, a whole Adam. bunch that have been on just once, but yeah. <laughs> All right, that wraps up part one of our first ever double-sized episode. In part two, we will review Sam Raimi's 2002 feature film, Spider-Man. And that episode is available right now.